Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Michael, how you doing? Well, I've had a very bad week. Unfortunately, I've been quite sick. Oh, no. I don't feel so bad now. I had a terrible uh, stomach upset and diarrhea and that. I couldn't hold anything down. And uh, Oh, boy. It was, very, it was very bad. I got a feeling a lady made me some lasagna at the church. She does make it. Yes. And uh, I, I brought some home. And Janice had some as well, but it didn't make Janice feel unwell, but it made me feel very sick, very, very bad. And Janice said that she was in bed the other night, and she said she couldn't get to sleep because she said my stomach was making terrible noises in the night. Wow. Um, yeah, and she, you know, so... Uh, you ate something I've been ve- I've been very careful what I've been eating. I've been, you know, drinking a lot of water. Um if you can get you some, if they got Gatorade over there, any type of electrolyte drink, uh, do that, and that'll keep you from uh, dehydrating. Yes, yes, um, yes. I've been drinking loads of water, bottles of water I've been drinking, but I just felt so unwell, you know. I've been going to bed about 8 o'clock every night. You know because what? Because I've just, just felt sick and bad. Don't feel bad at all. Just get some rest. Uh, do you, uh, would you like to have today off? And rest? No, not at, not okay. at all. I've, not at all. Okay. Not at all. If at any time I'm, you need to take a break during the program, uh, get you something to drink, whatever you need to do. Because uh, we've uh, went through our own trials over here. Uh, not stomach ache this time, but sinus infections. Oh, and, yes. Uh, yes, that's horrible. Oh, it's horrible. Um, yeah. But I feel for you there, and uh, I've had my share of what you're going through. and um, Yes. Uh, I couldn't eat anything at times and the only thing I do is just drink Gatorade but that kept me alive or Pedialyte yeah, they got amen um, amen well, amen let's pray for you right now Father oh, Jehovah, thank you. in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we lift up Brother Michael to you 
And we just plead the blood of Jesus over you, Brother Michael. And in the name of Jesus, we rebuke every spirit of infirmity, sickness, premature death coming against you, me, our families, or anyone else out there. We command it to loose and go right now. We speak to your stomach and command it to settle down, be healed and made whole in Jesus Christ's name. Command any virus to loose your body in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Be healed and made whole. Father God, send those healing ministering angels to Brother Michael and family right now, me and mine and those out there tuning in, in Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Bless you. Yes, sir. And I'm sorry, sorry to contact you last week uh, regarding uh, money. What it was, I, I went to my PayPal account and it showed uh, two, 200 US dollars from you there. And uh, I thought, what's this? Anyway, I went up to it and I was staring and it just disappeared. So I contacted uh, PayPal and I spoke to somebody. They said that they didn't know what I was talking about. I said, well, I saw it this morning. So that's why I thought the best thing to do was to contact with you. But they've since got back to me and said it was their error. It was oh. an error they made. Now, you know, what? Um, for, for anyone who gets a PayPal... Um, make sure you take that and you transfer it over to your bank account. Do you do that? Yes, I do do that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so it sounds like you had a, a glitch over there in the system, but um, that's good. Yes. Yeah, it um, was a glitch in the system. Yeah. So I checked it, but it's all right now. Anyway, we've got a great show again today. Fantastic. And by the all way, right. there is a subset of PayPal I've learned about. It's called Zoom, but spelled with an X. X-O-O-M. And for anybody out there who wants to send money internationally, so I'm talking about, let's say you're in America and you want to send it overseas or vice versa. Yes, um, yes. To someone who does not have PayPal, um, you can use their Zoom service, XOOM, and you can send money and it'll deposit immediately into someone's um, bank card. So um, that's a new service and uh, it's, it's nice to know there are some options for people that want to do international transfers. Yes, like yes, that's fantastic. Yes, so um, y'all check it out out there. Uh, like, let's say you got family in another country. Uh, that's what you can do, XOOM. Okay, well... Okay, lovely. I got my Thai tea ready to go, and I'm ready to hear the word. You want to open us in prayer? The mic is yours. Yes, certainly, yes, certainly. Dear Lord God, we thank you, we bless you, we praise you, we honor you, we glorify you. And we pray today, Lord that you will touch everyone listening to this program today. They will be touched from the tops of their heads to the soles of their feet. And in the blessed name of Jesus, we praise your holy name and bless everyone who's going to hear today. In Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior's name. Amen. Amen. And Brother Michael Cummins is live. Pastor Michael from England. And uh, take all the time you want, my friend. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'd just like to uh, thank a couple of people. I'd like to thank Christina and Ariana, her daughter, who contacted me from Sydney, Australia, and sent me a gift. And also, Jesus Loves Ministry from Oregon. Uh, they sent me a gift as well, and that was very kind of you. I used to work with a guy years ago 
in a factory and he came from Portland, Oregon. And I remember his name. His name was Bill Barkley. I do hope he's still alive. He was a really good guy. And uh, But thank you very much for your kindness. Last week, as you know, we spoke about Satan. And we spoke about him being a religious leader. We showed how we thought he may have infiltrated the Roman Catholic Church. And even the Antichrist may have got some training there as a priest. We spoke about the Mahdi, the guided one that will come from Islam at the end days. And I want to continue looking at the Antichrist now and assuming he's a religious leader when he comes, some of the things he will do. Now, the first thing we want to talk about, he will come in the name of Jesus. And in his powerful prophecy given on the Mount of Olives and recorded in Mark 24, uh, sorry, recorded in Matthew 24, Mark 13 and Luke 21, Jesus Christ warned his disciples that many would come practicing deception and evil and they would come in his name. That is the name of Jesus Christ. And let's have a look at those scriptures now. The first one we're going to look at is Matthew 24 verses 4 and 5. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Let's have a look now at Mark 13, verses 5, Mark 13, verses 5 and 6. And let's have a look which it says. They all say the same things. But the Lord has taken the time to say it in each of the Gospels. Mark 13, verses 5 and 6. And Jesus answering them began to say, Take heed lest any man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Now we go on to Luke and see what it says in the Gospel of Luke. That's Luke 21, verses 7 and 8. Let's have a look what it says. Hallelujah. And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things come to pass? And he said, Take heed that ye... Be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near. Go ye not, therefore, after them. And finally, the Gospel of John will... Uh, sorry, not the Gospel of John, 1 John 2, verse 18. 1 John 2, verse 18. Let's find that. Forgive me, I've made a couple of mistakes already. Uh, as I was saying, I've been a bit rough this week and I'm getting back on my feet now and it's really good to be with you. So we're going to go to 1 John 2, verse 18. Little children, in the last time as you have heard, 
that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists whereby, whereby we know that it is the last time. Now we know it is the last time, the last days, because many Antichrists shall come. Now I've met a couple of people in my life who've claimed to be Christ. I remember a gentleman, I rung him once, I was asked to ring a guy, and he did say he was Jesus Christ. But I didn't put this down to deception, I put this down to mental illness. And he claimed he was Jesus Christ. And I spoke to him shortly over the telephone and I realised that he was quite mentally ill. But the Antichrist will come in the name of Jesus. He will say God has sent him. He will say that he's come in the name of Jesus Christ. And what I want to get across to you today, all of you out there, there's many people who call themselves Christians and they don't read God's word. They read the Bible very sparingly. They tend to listen to people online and they maybe look at really important scriptures. They may read the Ten Commandments. They may read uh, the Gospels at Christmas. They might read the Easter story. But you've really got to read the Bible in these last times because this is where the deception will come. And this man will come, this Antichrist, and he'll be very easy to get on with. He'll be very kind when he comes. And he'll say he's come to put the problems of the world right. And if you don't know how to discern, you don't know how to recognize that he's actually from the devil, you will be caught out. Because you see, he will read a different gospel. Let's have a look at 2 Corinthians 11, verse 4. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. And we have to be very, very careful. Because this man will alter the gospel. He'll say things that are not written in the Bible. But because his personality has won you over, you'll accept it. You'll accept it because his personality has wooed you. And if his personality has wooed you, you're in trouble. Let's have a look at Revelation 13, 11 to 18. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. 
and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the first beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And it causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of the beast. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score and six. So you see how easy it is to slip up and choose the wrong gospel. It'll be very subtle. It'll change the gospel very, very subtly. For argument's sake, I know in the Jehovah's Witness version of the Bible, uh, their, their book, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was a God. Very subtle difference, but it makes a whole lot of difference when you interpret what it means. So we know that he will come in the name of Jesus. And Christianity, even in the first century, it was written, Little children, in the last hour, as you have heard, the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come by which we know that it is the last hour. Many Antichrists will come and they will lead us astray. And this man will deceive the whole of the world. For he will come in the name of Jesus Christ. And people will say, he has come from God. Especially when he does miracles. It says that he will call down fire. Well, as we know, Elijah called down fire on Mount Carmel against the prophets of Baal. That is written in the Bible. People know that. People know that's the truth. So if this man does the same thing, they will believe he is the truth. So I urge you all out there, you must read the Bible. Especially the, word, the words I've just written. Revelation. The words I've just read, rather. Revelation 13, verses 11 to 18. That must be fully read and fully under, understood. Now we said last week, we said that uh, the head exorcist back in the 80s, Father Armoth, he said that he believed that the Roman Catholic Church had been infiltrated by demons and Satan. 
I would think it's not just the Roman Catholic Church. I would think it's other churches that are what you call conventional churches. The Episcopalian Church, the English Anglican Church, maybe the Methodist Church. Churches that tend to live by the law rather than the dispensation of grace. I did a teaching last week in the church uh, about the dispensation of grace and the law. If you want to go to the church website, Kilburn Christian Fellowship, you can listen to it. It's been uh, uploaded now onto their website. And you see people who live by the law, they will stick to the law. Now, the thing is about the law, uh, the law in the Old Testament to the Jews, there was 613 commands and precepts they had to keep. Now, no matter who you are and how holy and religious you think you are, that's going to be very difficult to keep that. Whereas when you're under the dispensation of grace, it's not about you, it's about Jesus. And I used an example of the prodigal son. We know the story of the prodigal son. He took his inheritance and he went and wasted it, going with prostitutes and living high life. His brother stayed at home and lived a correct life. And remember, the prodigal son became so hungry and poor that he wanted to eat the pods that was fed to the pigs. And he swallowed his pride and he had enough and he went home. And when his father saw him a long way off, he said, get out the fatted calf. Let's have a party. My son has come home. He was once dead, but now he's alive. And they had a big party. And remember, the other brother said, what's going on here? I've always lived by the law. I've always lived a decent life. And you've never offered me the fatted calf. You've never offered me and my friends to get together to have a party. And he was offended. You see, the prodigal son was living under the dispensation of grace. It was because Jesus saved him. If we want to be saved by the law... We've got to keep all the law. If we've broke one of the laws, we've broke them all. So we have to be particularly careful in these last days that we listen to no other gospel but the true gospel. The next one. He will do demonic signs and wonders. He will do demonic signs and wonders. People will be taken in by this that he will do demonic signs and wonders let's have a look at verses 13 and 14 in Revelation 13 that we've just read it says and he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image 
to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. Verse 15 says, And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. It goes on to say that he maketh all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or on their foreheads, better known as the mark of the beast. Now when people do signs and wonders, they will win the public over. Win the public over. And he will win people over by these signs and wonders. We've said he will make fire come down. We remember Elijah brought fire down from heaven against the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. And he brought the fire down even though the offering was soaked in hundreds of gallons of water. It still was combustible and caught fire. This man will try and do that. He will try and do it. He will make an image of the beast and that image will speak. Could you imagine that will be, I don't know what he'll use, whether he'll use metal or whether he'll use stone, but that beast will speak. That beast will try and prophesy. I, I know, I'm sure that that beast will come on the television and people will actually see a recording of the beast. And this statue will say, it's coming in the name of Jesus. It's coming in the name of God. And of course, then he will deceive people into taking the mark of the beast. And remember, unless you take the mark of the beast, you won't be able to buy, you won't be able to sell. I think you probably will be denied health care. You may lose your home. Christians are going to have a very, very hard time. And this is, these are the things that will be done to them. Hallelujah. We have to be aware. It's not as if we don't know. Jesus has told us. He's made it very, very clear. Let's have a look at Second Thessalonians 2, verses 8 to 10. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Verse 11, I'll include this. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. You'll only believe a lie if you don't know the truth. So you have to be absolutely sure what you're doing and what you're believing. Well, these are going to be terrible, terrible times. The next thing the Antichrist will do, he will deny that Jesus Christ comes in the flesh. He will deny it. We know when we 
say Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. He will deny this. He will deny it. Let's have a look at Second John 7 to 11. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ have not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not in your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is a partaker in his evil deeds. So you must recognize this man. He will say, Jesus never came in the flesh, but I have come in the flesh. So you have to not allow this man in your house. By allowing him in your house, we're talking about allowing disciples of this man in your house. You mustn't have it at all. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. For this is true an absolute deception. Hallelujah. Everything about the Antichrist is about deception. As we said, when he first comes in, the seven-year tribulation period, the first half of that seven years, three and a half years, he will do good things in the sight of people. He will barter a peace treaty between the Arabs and the Jews. He will sort out many economic problems there are in the world. But all of this is to bring deception and get people on his side. Hallelujah. And remember what we stand for. Second Galatians. Galatians 2 verse 20. Galatians 2 verse 20. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the Father, by, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Let's understand this again and read it again. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Remember the Antichrist. If he deny that Christ cometh in the flesh, he will also deny that Christ was crucified. Because Jesus had to come in the flesh to live on the earth, to have that ministry for three years, and then be crucified by the elders of Israel, 
and to stand before Pontius Pilate in Jerusalem to be judged. So you can see this deception. You've got to stand for the truth. You've got to stand for the truth. Because this man is a liar. Hallelujah. He will reject God's law. He will reject it. He is known as the lawless one. Let's have a look at some of the things he will do. Second Thessalonians 2 verses 1 to 7. Second Thessalonians 2 verses 1 to 7. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Verse 8 says, And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. The Antichrist will be destroyed with the brightness of Jesus' coming and a sharp sword, which is the word of God, will come out of his mouth. But we read that he shall deceive continue to deceive and he will reject God's law. Daniel prophesied this in the Old Testament. Let's go to Daniel. He prophesied this in Daniel 7 verse 25 and it says and he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand, until a time and times, and the dividing of time. I'll read verse 26. But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion, to consume and to destroy it, unto the end. Hallelujah. He will change God's laws. What sort of things could he change? Well, 
Jesus never came in, if Jesus never came in the flesh and he will promote that, then of course, uh, Christmas, that will be ended. There'll be no more celebrations for Christmas. I myself do not celebrate uh, a secular Christmas with Christmas trees and decorations. But I celebrate the birth of Christ. That shall be ended. He will change that. Now, if Jesus never came in the flesh, then, of course, he never died on the cross at Calvary. So Passover, or Easter, as some people call it, that will be done away with. There will be certain laws that will be changed. I am convinced that laws that propose homosexuality and gender change and same-sex marriage, though they're allowed in many countries now, uh, that will be spread across the world. That the Bible will be rebuked and God's word will be rebuked. And people won't be able to speak out against these things. Who knows? Maybe even pedophilia will be acceptable in this time. I'm sure witchcraft will be acceptable and the population under the Antichrist will be told that the way Christians think of witchcraft and think of the occult and think of divination is just to see to scare you. He will say this, the Antichrist will say, you've been scared by the teaching of Christians. They've gone out their way to bring fear into your lives. And he will change the laws on many things. He will change the times. I'm sure he will do that. He will take everything away which is acceptable in Christianity. Now, I said last week, and I didn't wish to offend people when I said this last week, that I believe the real enemy of the Antichrist will be born-again Christians. Because born-again Christians do not so much as live by the law, they live by the word of God. The word of God is what a born-again Christian will read. We're told in John, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Born-again Christians will not move from that. So if the Antichrist is saying, Jesus never came in the flesh, there was no virgin birth. We're not going to believe that. And if we're told there wasn't Calvary, Jesus never died for the sins of mankind. He never died because he was never born on the earth. The Antichrist says that, we'll know he's wrong. And I'm sure the Antichrist will hate us because of this. It will hate us. When we have a look at church calendars, with man-made holidays. They will be, they will be expanded. The lawless one and the Antichrist will change those very laws of God. Change those very laws of God. Baptism will be outlawed. The Holy Spirit 
will be blasphemed as Jesus has warned the world not to do the, bla- the, the Holy Spirit will be blasphemed and all these things will be changed the next thing he will do he will persecute true Christians violent persecution will be used against Christians that obey God's word that is the word churches the ones that listen to God's word he will then break out into politics and he will bring out laws that will be used against born again Christians Uh, born again Christians will have to learn to educate their own children they'll have to earn they'll have to learn to open up friendly societies so they can put money in I am sure that these real archaic laws will be brought against Christians let's have a look at Revelation 12 and we'll see what Revelation 12 speaks of listen to this I'm going to read you the whole of Revelation 12 because it's worth hearing. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven wonder in heaven and behold a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born and she brought forth a man child who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. And a child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she had a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragons, and the dragon fought against his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea for the devil is come down unto you having great wrath because he knoweth he hath but a short time and the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man child and to the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place 
where she is nourished for times and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out his mouth, water as a flood, after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed which keep the Ten Commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. So he will persecute the Christians. He will persecute them. There's no doubt of that. Now we're going to talk again about something we spoke about last week. But first of all, I'm going to read to you John 16, verses 1 to 3. John 16, verses 1 to 3. You will only understand this if you read the Gospel. These things have I spoken unto you, that ye should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues, yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And these things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father nor me. So the people who don't know Jesus, who don't know the Father, they will do these things believing they are doing something to worship God. But because they don't know the word, they've been caught out. Now let's have a look at 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 14 to 18. And we want to read this again, because this is being taken up to meet the Lord in the air. Some people know it as the rapture of the saints. Let's have a look at it. 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 14 to 18. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. We comfort each other with these words. For many people do, don't believe this. As I said last week, that's talking about a pre-tribulation rapture. As soon as the Antichrist is about to be revealed, we will be caught up with the Lord in the air. We'll be taken out this persecution 
The only people who will be left are the people that haven't given their lives to Jesus. There are many Christians who, because of religiosity, haven't given their lives to Jesus. They say, I'm a Roman Catholic, I don't have to say the sinner's prayer. They say, I'm an Anglican or a Presbyterian, I don't have to say that sinner's prayer. It's not for me. I've given my life to Jesus through the faith I belong to. But many people get comfort these days from 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 14 to 18. And we believe that we will be saved from the terrors of the tribulation period because we'll be taken up to meet the Lord in the air. And when Christ returns to the earth, we will come with him with the holy angels. What will the Antichrist do to those Christians he can get his hands on and he can persecute? People like me and you, let's be honest. We're talking about people like me, like Shannon. People who go the extra mile to expose Satan and expose what he's doing. Many years ago I met a man, I was working with him and... Uh, He's a, a really nice guy. His name was Jonathan. And he went to a Billy Graham crusade and he gave his life to the Lord. And what he was told at the Billy Graham crusade really frightened him. And he said, the end times will be like the Holocaust. The Antichrist will convince those who are following him that the Bible was a lie. And it is actually Christians who are the real evil in the world. And it's God's will to punish them. So we remember in Nazi Germany from 1933, uh, when Hitler became Chancellor, to 1945, the end of the Second World War. We know that the Jews was persecuted we know that any country that Hitler invaded, he rounded up the Jews, whether it be in Austria. He persecuted the Jews that lived in Germany. French Jews was persecuted. Russian Jews were slaughtered. Polish Jews were slaughtered. Remember, Auschwitz and Birkenau were actually in Poland. And over a million Jewish people died there, men, women and children. This I believe the Antichrist will want to do to born-again believers. He'll want to round them up. Now, of course, we're not going to accept the mark. If we're offered the mark, we're going to say no, no, no. If we're offered uh, inoculations for certain diseases, we're going to think that we're going to be poisoned by something to do with the mark, we're going to say no, no, no. I believe that there will be guillotines all over the world and the Antichrist will take Jews and born-again believers and they'll behead, be beheaded for their witness for Jesus. The Bible says so in Revelation 20. Let's go to it now in Revelation 20 and let's read this. 
I did read this last week, but it's always worth reading again. Hallelujah. Revelation 20, verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads and on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. And they were called priests of God and of Christ. People will die. So we say people believe in the rapture, a pre-tribulation rapture. They believe God loves his people so much that he won't witness them suffer at the hands of the Antichrist and he will take them up. But also it speaks of those who would not accept the mark of the beast and they said they live for Christ and they live for the word of God and they were beheaded. The Holocaust was a terrible thing. I have met people whose family lived in the through the Holocaust and I believe that what was done then to the Jewish people will be done to the Christians today. We must be prepared. We must be able to stand firm. Let's have a look at Joshua 1 verse 9 and that will tell us how to stand firm. We've got to stand firm. We mustn't be frightened of what's to come. I believe that the Lord and his angels will see us through. Joshua 1, verses 1 to 9. Hallelujah. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, as I said to Moses. For the wilderness and this Lebanon, unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, towards the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do all according to the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it, to the right or to the left, that thou mayest prosper, whithersoever thou goest. We go to verse 9. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and be of good courage, be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, 
whithersoever thou goest. Hallelujah. What a great scripture. We mustn't be afraid. We must never give in. Of course, the pressure will be great, but we will overcome it. And the last scripture I'm going to read you today, we're going to read you Psalm 27. That is such an encouragement to me, and I hope it's an encouragement to you. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And now shall mine head be above mine enemies round about me. Therefore I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry un- when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou said, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been mine help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over until the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And the one thing I want to go back and say to all of you, Make sure you read the word of God. There may be terrible times ahead. I don't know if this this will come to our generation, who we are now, or generations to come. But we must be prepared by reading the word. Going to Bible study. Fully understand which is being said in the book of Revelation. What is being said about the end times. We must fully understand it because then we won't be tricked and we won't be led astray by Satan. Make no doubt about it. Satan is very powerful. He's lost the power he had when he was in heaven with the Lord. But when he was cast down to the earth, he developed evil, demonic power, which he wishes to use against those who love the Lord, who love Jesus Christ, 
and who are being led by the Holy Spirit. Make no doubt about it, we are the enemies of Satan. It's easy to say, oh, I can stand up against the Antichrist. You're not aware what he will do to you. But by reading the word of God and understanding God's own word, you will be able to overcome. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against you. The Bible teaches us that, and the word of God is the truth. God bless you all. I'm sorry for the few mistakes I made at the start of the program, but I've been quite unwell this week. You did a great job. I thank you all very much, and God bless you all. Brother Michael, what shall we title this for the archive today? Great work. The Works of the Antichrist. Okay. Uh, Also, Brother Michael, I want you to tell people how they can make contact with you and how they can support your ministry. Well, I have a PayPal account on my email address, which is frame, F-R-A-M-E, Cummins, C-U-M-M-I-N-S, 123 at AOL.com. You can always contact me. Now, if you go on to my email address, the Frame Cummings address, it will show you my Skype address. So if anyone wants personal prayer, I actually did communion this morning at uh, 9 o'clock with a lady in Australia. So it shows you how these things work. I was very pleased I was able to take communion with this lady. And uh, of course, I will do what I can for you. If you're worried, if you're tormented, if you need prayer and deliverance, just contact me. I'm happy to help. If you're ever in London, I lead a church in London called Kilburn Christian Fellowship. It's in uh, London, Northwest 6. If you go online, you will see its website. Uh, You can contact me there. Uh, I have a mobile phone number that's listed on the website, and you can truly contact me. I truly love the work I do on Amiga Man Radio. And every week I say, Lord, what am I going to think? What am I going to speak about this week? What am I going to think about? What am I going to study? And then in a split second, God gives me something to speak about. So thank you very much for listening and God bless you all brother we love and appreciate you Uh, get some rest over there great word and we'll see you next week God bless you thank you very much thank you brother Michael thank you bye bye Michael Cummins great job we're going to take a 10 minute break I'm going to go off here because I've got to uh, get our next guest uh, Skype tested and uh, have a coffee break or iced tea we'll be back in 10 minutes (laughs) 